Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hi, and welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast. Our podcast is sponsored by the lovely people at Establishment Coffee. So if you'd like 25% off and free shipping, head to establishmentcoffee.com and use the code 025. Nice. Hey, gang. Hello. What's up? Not much. <laughs> I was late. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's Thank right. you for waiting. We're running behind schedule now. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. No worries. <laughs> All right. What's been happening, guys? What have you been up to, Thomas? Uh, we went down to Geelong on the weekend uh, to assist with the APL Strong Geelong competition. They nice. put on a pretty good show down there. They put on a really good show. That's where um, Open Nationals is going to be held next year. So we're checking out the venue, uh, just upskilling some referees, uh, overseeing the whole process. It was really good. They did an amazing job, really good refereeing. The competition ran really smooth. So good job to the team down there. Uh, and then Meg and I had a day down there on Saturday where we just ate stuff. Nice. Oh, we went, we went to Hustler Gym as well. Oh, how was it? It was really cool. Looks sick. Massive. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I liked it. I saw you got to use that uh, machine you've been trying to emulate here. Yeah, I'm manifesting one for here. Really? Yeah, it's really good. I feel like you can... <laughs> you might be able to manifest that better than any of us. Well, I've been trying for a Smith machine for a long time and nothing's really come from it. Yeah. What was that look? There's a lot of people... No, there's a lot of people oh. requesting one. The Smith machines yeah. are great. Yeah. They are yeah, great. Yeah, there's a I lot of people that machine. request a lot of things and then I get them and they never use them. <laughs> <laughs> A Smith machine would get used. Yeah, for sure. I would use it. I would use it every leg day. I've mm. got one in Mackay. Do they use it? Yeah. Heaps. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> We've got one going to New Zealand. Yeah, they, let's get one here. It takes us. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Let's let's get one here and put it on the roof. <laughs> no, put it where the neck machine is. <laughs> it's not going to fit where the neck machine is. And I use the neck machine now. <laughs> Thomas started. How, how many weeks have you been using it for now? One. <laughs> it's my favorite exercise. Oh, yeah, I forgot to ask you this. Strong Geelong, is that Tyson Morrissey's gym? Yes. I remember when I first got into like powerlifting strength training, he was like the biggest freak show back then. He's still a freak show. He's very yeah? strong. He's still really strong? Yeah. Does he powerlift or do strongman still? Or He, he only ever powerlifted like sporadically because he could. Yeah. Like strongman is his thing. Because he was really strong. good at Olympic weightlifting as well. He's just strong everywhere. Yeah. 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 He's a fr- but he's not even that big. Like he's under 90s or 100? 110. 110. One, oh, yeah, he's, he's, ma- a, he's a big dude. He's Jack. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I haven't heard of his name in forever. Very fit dude as well. Like does does hiking and does, yeah. does pretty cool endurance stuff too. What a weapon. Yeah. What do you think of Geelong Meg? I liked it. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what to expect, but one of the locals told me it's equivalent. It, it is what Gold Coast is to Brisbane. Oh, so yeah. Geelong is like... The Gold Coast, Melbourne being Brisbane. Really? Mm. That's what I... Wow. That's what Daniel's dad told me. <laughs> That's what Daniel told you. Oh, Daniel. It's like he's a local here now, but <laughs> it kind of is. You, we didn't really see Geelong though. We literally just went to the gym and then straight to the airport. Yeah, right. Mm. Well, that's the vibe I already got from Geelong. It was like a surfy kind of smaller yeah. version of yeah. the city. Yes. It's the gateway to the Great Ocean Road. So like just south of Geelong then, or sorry, south, I don't know, along the coast from Geelong, you've got like Bells Beach and a lot of the most famous surf beaches in Australia. Yeah, right. What have you been up to, Bridget? Me. Yes. Training's been all right, but I went to a comedy show on the weekend, obviously, with you, and nice. that was so funny. That was Andrew Schultz. I don't know if you guys listen to him, but he's hilarious. Nice. Yeah, it was the best night. 
Were there so good. any jokes that didn't get a laugh? Like they were like, no, nah. no, his his fans. Are, I reckon they're like super fans. They just yeah. love him. It was yeah, the most and his deliveries. Like, perfect. It was the yeah. most random crowd, too. You know when you go yeah. to an event? Like, you go to a powerlifting comp, you kind of know what to expect. Everyone's yeah. kind of jacked. Because I be said that to James. We walk in, I'm like, what's the demographic here? <laughs> it was the weirdest demographic. There were lots of Indians. Yeah. And I'm assuming because of Akash Singh, uh, they got the podcast together. So, yeah. uh, Schultz okay. would have lots of Indian fans. And a lot of real, really super nerdy-looking people Yeah, it was as cool. Well. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Is, I've never been to a comedy show or a big one like that. Well, I've never been to any comedy show. Is it like music? Like, do they have an opening act, or do you just yep. go and yep. it's him and then? Who nah. So, what was the opening act? What was the first guy's name? I they forgot. were both really funny, but the other guy is on his podcast. Yeah, Mark. but the opening acts were just as good. Yeah, they were hilarious. Were, were they both American, or was one of them Australian? Both American. Yeah, and then whoever helps them write their jokes and that have done such good research on Australia. Wow. So, like, you know, they use like the. They know little towns and little mannerisms that yeah. we use here. Yeah. And yeah. It was so good. Yeah, so much fun. What have you been up to, Meg? Went to Melbourne over the weekend. Ate a lot of food. Uh, we've been nursing little buddy because he's torn his ACL, like the other one. We did some water therapy this morning. Um, working and training. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Very nice. That's it. What about uh, you, James? Um, nothing exciting. Comedy show. Uh, I went out on Friday night with some of my best mates that are here from uh, Newcastle. So I had a few beverages with them. That was fun. And um, I'm injured at the moment, so mm. uh, I can't really do much in terms of... I can still do like upper body and things mm, like chin-ups. that. Chin-ups. When will yeah. you know? Um, After the ultrasound? Yeah, well, if it, nothing clears up by this week, Jordo's going to refer me to go... Check it out. Yeah, go oh, to ultrasound. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a hernia. Nice. Hopefully it is just like labrum, psoas, something like that. If it's a hernia, will you need surgery? I'm pretty sure you do, eh? No, it just depends on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, every, everything there can be conservatively managed, depending mm. on exactly what it is and the severity of it. Mm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't plan for the worst just yet. Yeah. I feel like I've been injured enough times now that any injury doesn't really bother me. Well, yeah. especially after the Achilles. Mm. Achilles, Achilles was... That's a pretty shitty injury. Yeah. And then <laughs> ribs was a nightmare. But yeah, so anything else is like, ah, oh well. Mm. Mm. Like at least with ribs, it was over. Like 10 weeks gone, then I can just get back to whatever I want to do. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We got to shout out Glenn. He's an avid listener of the podcast. This is Daniel's father. He drove Jeez. us He drove us around in, in Geelong and he referenced the podcast a lot. So thanks for listening, Glenn. Does he listen to the potty? Yeah. He's all about it. He's more supportive than his son. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Zero fan. True Zero fan. What a legend. He had some feedback for us. He's like, I want to hear more lifting stuff. But I was like, but well, some people want to hear just like the fluff stuff yeah. more than the lifting stuff. And it's like, you got to give them both. That's Look, it. Makes sense. They tune into a powerlifting podcast. <laughs> hear some lifting stuff. That was my feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we grateful for? Meg, what are you grateful for this week? Oh, I had it. Um, can you come back to me? Bridget. I think I said this one the other week, but I'm going to say it again. I'm really grateful for the rain. I love the rain. Mm-hmm. And my parents got some rain. They got like, it's not much, but they got like an inch of rain a couple of weeks ago. Nice. So yeah. I'll yeah. Grateful for the weather. Um, very grateful for the smile Poots, on other, uh, Poots puts on other people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. You know when you're going for a walk and the person in front of you is just smiling, staring yeah. at your dog? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cool feeling. 
Yeah. Mm. Very cool. He's a good boy. He puts other things on people's faces, you know, <laughs> gashes, puncture wounds, puncture wounds, exactly. <laughs> Do you know, he's a good boy, but he's not. Yeah, he's like I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm grateful for our team. You know, we've got such a great team, and uh, uh, everything seems to run quite smoothly. And um, we had a had a great time last week. That was really fun. And yeah, it's just a cool way to close out the year. Yeah, it was cool. What, we was, went, what was last week? We went Christmas party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went go-karting and I went to Frankie's. Yeah. I said, I gave my yeah, feedback on so Frankie's good. barbecue. Really good. But Tom, bro, your barbecue was better. Yes. Way well, better. no, I don't agree. But it, the, the night that we went, Thomas is definitely better. Frankie's, Frankie's can do better than that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Nah, but. What was Tom, what didn't like, you like about it the night that we went? It was a little bit dry. Dry, yeah. yeah. The pulled pork was a little dry. It was, yeah. The pulled pork's always dry. Yeah. yeah. You have to get it straight away and mm. it has to be like drenched in stuff for it to not dry out. Mm. Pulled pork is just trash. It's not a good food. I don't yeah. really rate pulled pork. Mm. I, um, what no. are you shaking your head at? You love pork. <laughs> you're Filipino. Pork. You're genetically designed <laughs> to love pork. Nah, do you know why I don't like pork? So when I did CrossFit, I went through the phase of – uh, you know how all fucking CrossFitters in the early 2000s were like keto and pork was like the main source of protein? Really? Well, from people I followed back then, yeah. Mm. So I like ate so much pulled pork and it was the only burrito I got from Disney. <laughs> so now it's like a... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things. Mm. Uh-huh. It's like chicken breast to me now. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, I forgot my one, but I'll say another one. Um, I'm grateful for having good influences on me. Because I think that makes me a better person. Mm. Like people around me. Nice. Mm -hmm. I love that. So wholesome. (laughs) All right. And what's your quote? Uh, I have a fresh quote. It's not going to be the one that I was originally going to say. Because I went um, and had an appointment this morning with a woman named Ellie. Who usually does my facials. And she was trying to gas me up for my comp next weekend. Nice. And she said to me, um, you've picked up the bar before you've even touched it. For deadlifts. I like that. Mm. Doesn't make any sense. This, <laughs> how does it not make sense? No, I know. You, I know like, what you're saying. You've already done it before you've even touched it. Like yeah, that's, yeah. you have to believe that you've. She's already, manifested it. Yeah, yeah. You picked up the bar before you've even touched it. <laughs> okay, just make sure you don't <laughs> get com- or don't get complacent. I'm not. That's the opposite. No, but believe in yourself. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mine is there are two outcomes. Hang on, it's a real. There are two outcomes once you get into business. It eventually works or you give up before it does. Didn't he post that like this morning? (laughs) (laughs) All right. You can't get much done in life if you only work on the days when you feel good. Jerry Mm. West. Nice. Mm. Who? Jerry West. Mm. He's the NBA logo. Just work harder. Uh, Keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. That's Walt Whitman. Nice. Oh. Ooh. Nice, okay. nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. We've got a few topics to get into. First thing, though, I want to talk about Meg. You're the only one here that's competing at Christmas Cup next week. Mm-hmm. How, are you, how are you feeling? Uh, frantic, anxious, <laughs> not like an athlete. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being honest and to stop feeling that way, I just got to keep doing more comps. Nice. Yeah. So what? The thought of competition makes me feel very angsty and nervous but training in the gym any other time of the year I feel fine and happy about it and I I struggle to bring that version of me 
to the platform and I can't figure out why. If it's because there's peers around me, if it's because it's all three on the same day and I feel pressure, not sure. Is there like extra pressure this time because you've been sick? No. Or do you feel like this every time? If anything, there's less because I'm like, oh, well, because I've been injured, I can't yeah. expect the most. But I think that's almost um, that's almost a disservice to myself. Yeah. I should still try my hardest. Yeah. Mm. But just this stuff, this stuff that I'm grappling, like why, why am I not just walking in with as much gusto as I usually do? Yeah. Because mm. I'm still not the athlete I want to be yet, but that's okay. Even at, at like home ground, ground zero, still makes you feel a little bit funny? Uh, probably not as as when we when I did like say nationals was it last year mm-hmm. at the uh, the Novotel, the Novotel? Yeah. maybe less here yeah yeah right that's okay uh, you just have to come in with no expectations because it hasn't this w- the plan was never to go massive at this comp anyway it's really just like the reintroduction and and objectively you're gonna do your best total ever I know that yeah um. It, it, it's not not all that context. It's just how I am around a competition, mm. no yeah, matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. I could have had the best prep, no injury, and still be saying the just exact performance anxiety. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that it could be to like. Did you do? Did you struggle with public speaking in school? Because all I was, the time. It's mm-hmm. the same thing for me, but it's not because I'm afraid to do it in front of people. It's just that act. Yeah, I'm yeah. not good at hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. Do you, you just for context? I won the speech competition at my school. <laughs> Yeah, you're the, you're the opposite. Just for context. <laughs> what context? <laughs> no, nothing. I just wanted to flex. Yeah. And I wish I could understand how... Just for people- context, I won the Pro Raw deadlift comp. <laughs> <laughs> what you, it's got nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I wish I knew what leads people to be that kind of person, like mm. afraid of public speaking versus not, because it's not like our childhoods have anything in common or different. It's like, why? Is it genetic? I don't know. I still remember the first day it happened to me. I used to love public speaking. Oh. I was really confident, like, talking in front of the class at school. And then I was 10 years old and I had to do a uh, speech on Walt Disney. And I was so excited. They're like, who wants to go next? And I shot my hand up. Yeah. And then as soon as I stood up, I just froze and my voice yeah. went all shaky and then I just sat back down. Oh. And ever since then. My mum yeah. says it's been since I was, like, three. Like, yeah, at wow. the playground, I was too shy to go play in the playground if kids were there, so they'd wait till all the kids left and then I'd go into the playground. Really? So I didn't know wow. what shyness was yeah. then. Or, yeah, just... It's, it's really weird when you talk about performance anxiety. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a jock because I feel like I always come across like that. But playing sport, like, we spoke about this on podcast before, you get used to losing by playing sport. Right yeah, now. yeah. Mm. Um, so that's why you get better at dealing with the outcomes of, powerlifting competitions because mm. ah fuck yeah i'll try again next time mm. um but same thing in sport it's like i don't get that feeling because i i get excited to do the thing like yeah. we train all week to do the thing on the saturday yep. doesn't go away we go again next week mm. um <clears throat> but i do remember when you're just i was trying to think of instances where i did get performance anxiety and in rugby league and rugby and touch football like sledging do you guys know what sledging is no, like roasting each other. Yeah, so yeah. like you can fucking, if someone on the other team's playing shit, you, you go in at them and you like just belittle them. And I remember one time it was raining and I, I played halfback, so a few balls went to ground. And as soon as that happened, all I heard was the other team, he can't pass, like the first five has to come in. And I just remember f- locking up and I'd be so angry. And I just ended up running the ball heaps instead of passing it because yeah. I was so scared. So that's like one instance of performance oh, anxiety I've had. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then the other time, I don't know why, but I got... I was going to say jujitsu. Yeah, I never get... And then I was actually like... I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. British like, what the hell? Mm. You're not like that. I'm like, yeah. I was I, on comp day. I don't know why. Uh, 
yeah, it was weird. Yeah, really weird. Yeah. It's and funny because like performance anxiety and what you were talking about before being excited, it's actually the same thing. It's mm. just that adrenaline rush. It's just how interpretation of it or experience of it changes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But powerlifting, I guess there is like a little bit, I don't want to say on the line, more on the line because uh, maybe, maybe I'm looking at it differently. But I think it, of anything as a hobby, it's like the outcome. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how to word this properly, but when people get too caught up with the outcome of a hobby, it kind of... Uh, yeah, but this is the thing. Most people don't see it as a hobby. I yeah. don't see it as a hobby. Yeah. Like I don't I don't see and I never have, even mm. when I was like brand new and doing novice comps. It was never a hobby. It was a sport. Yeah. And I was giving it my everything. And I think um I think sometimes people use that term uh because, you know, the term hobby sport kind of just implies no money. Mm-hmm. Which is true. You know, there's very little money in, in powerlifting, but I don't think people really treat it as a hobby sport yeah. some people do i i because i still refer to everything i do as a hobby yeah but i take them all very i still take them very seriously yeah but uh the reason i think of it as a hobby is because i chose to do it do you know what i mean does that make sense yeah everything's a choice though yeah exactly i reckon you call things a hobby in your head as a protective mechanism because if you you know that if you go all in you're going all in and then it's game over for everything else in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true, but... but uh, calling it a hobby makes it easier for you to pull out of it. Nah, I, I don't reckon. <laughs> no, like, I, I'm very, I'm self-aware. So I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Is it because you played rugby league on, like, sort of a professional level at such I a young age? Played on a, I was very good. Like, I played first grade when I was 16 yeah. years old and things like that. So I Did thought, you think of that as a hobby? Well, yeah, because I played you know, representative stuff. And I thought I was going to play professionally. Yeah. But I was never good enough. Like, I thought I was going to, I was, oh, yeah, I will. So I didn't think of that as a hobby. But you didn't, when you're growing up, it's like all you know. Yeah, sure. Sport was all I knew. And then I played, like, touch football. So I played touch football for New Zealand. Yeah. And I still thought that was a hobby. Because mm. it's a, you know, it's a user-pay sport. It's like powerlifting. It's user-pay user sport no matter how good you get. Mm. Well, now there's money in it because now the NRL, like, sponsored it and whatnot. But sure. Yeah. So I still, I don't know. Mm. That's just how I look at it. Mm. Regardless of a... Which is fair. You mm. can look at it however you want. I think it's important we recognise that not everyone sees it as their hobby, you know? Yeah. They take it very seriously, even if on paper it is a hobby. Yeah. So, yeah. So I can't remember why we started talking about this. Yeah, neither Christmas can I. Cup. That's right. Mm. Yeah, we're talking about performance and anxiety. performance anxiety. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, for most people, if you say, chill out, it's a hobby, it's probably just offensive. That was my phone, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I I think that about everything. I think that even at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I'm like, but these guys are, like, I take it, you know, I take it seriously. Oh, for sure. I take it all seriously, but it's like, when I see people treating people like shit, I'm like, man, that guy's paying the same amount of money as you to be here. Yeah, yeah, Like, it's just, it's a hobby, bro. Like, relax. Mm. I get it. You're better than him or whatever, but that's just, I don't know. It's just how I think of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. I like like that last one on the list of, like, why we started lifting versus why we continue to lift. Mm. All right. Let's kick it off with that. So, got a few topics here. The first one being why we train, why we started training versus why we train now. Mm-hmm. So you floated this, Meg. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Why did you start training? I started training to burn calories and I train now because I'm chasing 
I guess you could call it a reward that feels quite fulfilling. I can expand on that if you want because it yes. doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so I no, I want to hear more about like what, what actually got you into the gym. Like what was the, the reason for you to, to leave your house and go to the gym mm-hmm. when you started versus why do you continue to do it? Because if, if the answer to the first one is to burn calories, you know now that going to the gym isn't going to burn that many calories mm. compared to walking around the block. Yep. So what's the thing that continues to make you go to the gym now? Um, well, I, some people will say that, um, the gym is tedious or chore, right? And for me, sometimes it can get that way, but it only feels that way when I don't train hard. Like I, like if I walk out of the gym and I'm like, I only gave 70%, that's tedious to me because I don't feel fulfilled. I feel extremely, I find it extremely rewarding if I've walked out and I'm pretty much like on my last breath sort of thing. Mm. And those sessions are like why I train to begin with. So I'm constantly chasing those. And this year has felt like I, I've had that tedious work because I've been a little bit injured and I haven't always been able to train really, really hard. But I'm still showing up anyway so that I can kind of show myself and then anyone around me that I'll still do it even if it's tedious. And I like that, that I can maintain this commitment regardless of how rewarding it can be because it's selfish. I go in to feel good and walk out and have endorphins, but it won't always been that way. So mm. I guess I'm trying to maintain that value of mine to stay dedicated regardless of how good the session feels because that's the feeling I'm always chasing, a good session. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. It just feels Definitely. so good. It just feels so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the calorie thing, I actually started training to hang out with my dad. And then after a while, I was like, oh, I want to be skinny and stuff. So I started using it as a, what I thought was a tool to burn calories. Mm. And it just evolved to something very different. Mm. Nice. Bridget, what about you? Why'd you start? I started because I had a very close-knit group of friends who started going to the gym. And I saw how quickly it changed their lives. And I'm like, oh, I want that too. Because at the time I was partying a lot and I'd had enough of it. And so I started going to the gym because I wanted to put on size. And then... I keep going to the gym for so many different reasons. One, because now it's just a part of my lifestyle. I wouldn't know what to do without the gym. Um, and also because I'm still just trying to put on muscle. Yeah. Body dysmorphia, I guess. That's what keeps me coming back. <laughs> <laughs> no, lots of reasons. I love it. And even on the tedious days, it's just, it's become habit now. It's part of my life. So would yeah. you yeah. would you still train if like they said to you, you got some weird blood disease and they were like no matter how hard or how <laughs> little you train your body will stay exactly the way it is now would you still weight train or do a different kind yes, of exercise? Yes I would still weight train because I don't want to regress and also just because I love the process of it mm. yeah mm-hmm. 100% yep. I love the hypotheticals <laughs> <laughs> Would you still love me if I was a worm? Yes, <laughs> yes. You're my favourite worm <laughs> James why'd you start? Um I got two separate starting journeys. Uh-huh. So the first one is because we had to for a league, for rugby league, training field field based training was at four forty five, but we had to get to the gym because we had a gym there at a uh, quarter to four, and we had to train in the gym for an hour. Mm. But we didn't have to. They didn't give us a program or anything. They said you guys go to the gym for an hour. Yeah. So like we bench press, we do a clean or what we thought was a clean, some bicep curls, and then we put the boxing gloves on and. Nice. Just go to war. How, how old are you at this point? Uh, 15. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that. 
And then so I guess you could training was like uh, in the beginning it was because we had to. Yeah, we didn't give a fuck about that. Uh, and then my second exposure to it was when my brother moved back to New Zealand from Chile and he started going to the gym and getting into bodybuilding mm. and he came back quite like jacked. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, bro, come to the gym with me. Mm. And then we started training a little bit and then uh, I moved to Aussie and I didn't play any sport. I didn't play any rugby league anymore. So I was like, oh, I'll go to the gym. And then I took a pre-workout. I think I've told you this. Yeah. Mesomorph, and then it yeah. blew my mind. I was like, I love training. <laughs> and then I literally, from that day, I went down the rabbit hole. Like that whole night, I was watching Kai Green videos, Steve Cook videos, nice. uh, Phil Heath videos, and I like learned everything about bodybuilding in like a week. <laughs> Did you know it existed before that? Not really. I knew of like Jay Cutler and people yeah. like, that. like Arnold. Yeah, yeah, just like things like that. But I didn't realize like there was like a chest day, a back day, a shoulder day, and yeah. So yeah. it was for your physique. You were like, I want to look like my brother. Yeah, I was like, I want a peaking bicep in six months. <laughs> That's literally what I thought. Did you get it? No, I still don't. <laughs> 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 I was adamant because my brother had these big, uh, I think I've showed you video uh, photos of what my brother used to look like. I think so. And he was jacked out of his brain. And everyone thought he was on gear when he was like 16 years old because nice. he had like acne all over his back. And <laughs> he was just 16. He was a unit. And he yeah. just had the biggest arms, chest, real wide back. And I was like, fuck yeah, if he's my brother, I'm going to look like that too. So and then my dad, because when he got lean, he was jacked as well. Yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah, I've got the fucking genetics. It's there. And then turns out I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, that was my second exposure. Yeah. And then why do I keep training? I, it's a shitty answer, but I take uh, I always take little breaks from training, mm -hmm. um, but I just love it. Mm -hmm. I'll do it forever. Mm. I'll do some kind of physical activity forever. Yeah. yeah. I always take little breaks. I'm like, sweet. I'm not going to gym. I'm just going to play basketball for the meantime until I feel like training again. Um, but yeah, I think I just love it. I feel a bit like... Um tired and hungover if i had like four days off training mm -hmm. like i feel kind of physically bad yeah mm. nice i got into training because i was a big kid and i wanted to lose weight that was that was the motivation to start doing weights and same same as you my brother was was pretty jacked and into lifting weights and i thought that was the ticket out so followed in those footsteps uh in terms of why i keep training i don't know it's kind of a hard question to answer like i do i do love it for sure uh, but, I mean, this is the, we've discussed this before. There's always days you don't feel like training. You don't go to the gym. And I go anyway. I still train. Uh, and like you were saying before, Bridget, it's just so routine. To me, it's mm. like brushing my teeth. I kind of I kind of have to do it. Um, I, do, I do question myself sometimes subconsciously because I know where I went through a big phase of this in my earlier coaching success where I felt like I had to be really strong and performing to stay relevant as a coach. And, and I did have a little bit of a bee in my bonnet about that. I thought the, the better I was, the better my business would be. Uh, and I, and I, I think subconsciously part of me still thinks I do need to continue to lift and compete to stay relevant in powerlifting. And I know that's ridiculous, uh, but I also do like the idea of walking the walk uh, because there's been times even now, I, like I, I think quite a bit about what I'll do without lifting weights, you know, or, or sorry, not without with lifting weights because I think I'll be doing that for most of my life, uh, but without powerlifting. And there's there's a lot of physical endeavors endeavors that I want to push and see if I can do that I simply won't do right now because powerlifting is my focus. Uh, but I do wonder if I didn't have the gym and if I, I wasn't a coach, how long powerlifting would have been it for me if I'd still be doing it now. 
or if I would have pursued those other physical things earlier. It's it's a weird thing as a powerlifting coach or to be uh, an authoritative figure in like strength sports and bodybuilding and things like that. Like you said, you like, did you need to be strong to like uphold an image or I think uh, to a point you do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, it's really weird. Like I, I hate using, I feel like, an, I feel like I always use like other sporting analogies, but like no one looks at a, uh, you know, Pat Riley, the Miami heat coach and go, fuck, he wasn't good at basketball. Why yeah. should I listen to him? Yeah. But in powerlifting and bodybuilding, we uh, like subconsciously we do, mm. uh, you know, we might not anymore. We'd, I like to, you know, there's people I follow now f- purely for their minds, not for their physiques mm. and the way they talk about training and like the way they discuss training. I like those kind of things more now than um, opposed to like someone just being really strong and someone looking really jacked or something like that. Do you think that's because like say if you use the basketball analogy that the coach's role is less about the actual performance of basketball and more about the strategy of the game? And so, like, understanding the strategy of the game is different to playing the game, whereas with powerlifting, having having felt technique, having experienced it, you have a different lens through which you can give to other people. Um, Bearing in mind, I don't, I know nothing about how basketball coach works. Well, I don't know. I try to look at, I try to look at through a different lens. I try to look at it as if all sports the same. You're trying to chase a, you're you're trying to chase an outcome. And if you get that desired outcome, that like kind of defines you as a, sure. as, as the coach. Sure, sure, sure. So I, um, I don't, I know what you're saying though, but yeah, you're right. For coaches, for coaching a team, it would be different. You're trying to manage a whole lot of uh, personalities. And how, how do like basketball coaches like that even become basketball coaches or rugby or NFL or anything? Like, do they rise through the ranks as a coach or are they generally good players that transition to coach? No, that's what I mean. It's so weird. It's like uh, I'll use Eric Spolstra, for example, who's the head coach of the Miami Heat now. Really good coach. Amazing basketball coach. He was the he worked in the videotape room. Mm. Video room. So he was just analyzing footage, game footage, forever. And then eventually got a shot at head coach. So I don't know if he was ever a good basketball player himself. Yeah. So it's really weird like that. But like he, he knew the game so well. Mm. Like, are there any off the top of your head, are there any really good powerlifting coaches that don't really have any, uh, uh, you know, don't have a... Big total. Mm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think without being offensive as well. No, but this is... So I've got a, I've got a bit of a, a gripe about the fact that there's very few high-level... Not high-level. High-level is the wrong word. Very few female coaches that are sought after by strong male lifters. And it, like because of that that ego aspect of how can you coach me if you don't know what this feels like, and, and that might not necessarily be the reason why people you know tend not to go for that, but it, it is a slightly well, not even a slightly more, but a, a much more male dominated space that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. because coaching powerlifting is is technique and programming, and yeah, there's a lived experience that does come in handy in terms of understanding high performance under under these weights, understanding high performance in high-level competitions. But there's plenty of females that have experienced that, that are great coaches uh, because it's relative, right? So even though you know, someone's squatting in the high 400 kilos, a female squatting 200 kilos at a light body weight is you know, relative amazing output, re- relative amazing performance. So And doing that on a world stage, male to female doesn't matter. The strength, the number on the bar doesn't matter at that stage. 
So it, it's weird to me that there aren't more sought after or or renowned female coaches. I think as well, off the top of my head, like uh, I'm not trying to sound ignorant, but I don't know too many female powerlifting coaches. Mm. There's definitely plenty out there. No, there sure. are, but like I don't know any that are, I don't know, maybe it's just that stigma that it is just a male dominated industry and maybe I'm looking past them yeah, not sure. on purpose just like right now when I'm trying to think of them but sure like it's it's kind of like if you if you surveyed people out there and say who are the who are the best powerlifting coaches in the world mm. most of the names that you're going to get are generally going to be male mm. and, like, that, and that's not to be sexist this is just statement of fact like I can think of uh, one uh, Kelly Mann okay she's a highly sought after coach she coaches lots of really strong males um and she was she a powerlifter? Uh, I I don't actually know her lifting history. I believe so. Oh, she was okay. Um, I thought she might have done something else in S and C. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I I don't actually know. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, I yeah I can't think of any uh really big. I don't want. I'm not trying to sound sexist. Do no. I sound sexist? No, 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 not at all. Okay, not at all. Yeah, no. not at all. I mean, like Steffi Cohen would come to mind and hybrid, mm. uh, but I don't know how much direct coaching she actually did. Versus, you know, her popularity and her name leveraging the, the hybrid brand and the coaches that they had under that brand. It's like in bodybuilding too. Mm. I'd say there's more well-known, recognised male coaches than female. Mm -hmm. The gap wouldn't be as big, but there's probably more male. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that gap has closed just with like the explosion of things like WBFF and all those divisions. Like you've got so many females that are building massive teams now, which is really cool. Mm. Yeah. But, but you, yeah, you just don't really see that happening as much in powerlifting. But, you know, that's us looking at the top end. I, I know plenty of females, even locally, that have amazing coaching businesses and are doing really well out of coaching businesses, coaching the average person. When I talk about this, I'm more talking about, like, standout figures as leaders in the, in the powerlifting or strength training space tend, mm. to, be, um, tend to be males. Mm. For no reason. For no reason. That's the whole point. Do you guys um know who Rolly Winkler is? Yeah, yeah. Not uh, no. You you of course you do. I'm meaning Bridget and uh, Meg. No, no. Nah. He um he had a female coach. Did he? Grandma. Her name was Grandma. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So she like prepped him for like his Olympias and that. And she's like a little old lady. <laughs> That's sick. Isn't yeah. there a female basketball coach at the moment who's like at the very top? Yeah, Becky uh Becky Hammond. Mm. Yeah, and didn't the guy who got fittest man on earth in CrossFit in the CrossFit Games this year? Didn't he have a female coach? Was his partner? Really? I'm sure. He either got first or second. Well, wow. can't remember. That's yeah. awesome. There you mm. go, powerlifters. Mm. Step up your game. Mm. Step up your game. Mm. How did we even get onto that subject? Uh oh. We're talking about how we got into the gym and stuff. So, oh, we were talking we about barbe uh, barbecue coaches, <laughs> 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 basketball coaches. Like, how do people get to the top top level of coaches? When mm. they, it all sort of started because I said I, I don't know what I'd be doing if I'd still be prioritizing my lifting mm. if I wasn't, you know, this figure. Do you reckon in zero? Do you reckon uh, for you to prior like? Because to me, you're just very uh, you're very. I don't want to say robotic, but you're very like I'm training no matter what. Yeah, that, do you reckon, I'm robotic. Do you reckon you could? Uh, do you reckon you could still prioritize your lifting if you decided to? What do you mean still prioritize? Like if I you're do. like I want to fucking no. If you were like I want to be the best. Yeah, I, I mean that's how I live my life right now. Yeah, I don't put it on the back burner. 
So you still want to, what, like, what do you want to do? 900 at under 110 next year, raw. Where at? Don't know. Doesn't matter. Tested nets? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be sick. Oh, that's cool. 900. 300, 300, 300. <laughs> <laughs> nah, in my head, it's like, I've done 345 squat. I, I, I don't think my squat will improve just because I can't push the volume to improve it. But if I can get back to 350, because when I did 345, I was on a torn adductor. So I reckon I had 360 or 365. So if I can get back to 350, bench press 205 to 210, then I'll go for 900 in my second deadlift. What can you deadlift? What's the most you've deadlifted? I pulled 345 in here. Once. I've never seen you do a hard deadlift though. And that, yeah, that was relatively comfortable. I don't think anyone's ever seen you do a hard deadlift. No, it's because I get injured before I can <laughs> try really hard. That's the problem. Uh, I'm fe- I'm feeling pretty good about my longevity at the moment. Yeah, like I've put a lot of effort into fixing a lot of my body problems and a lot of effort into prioritizing full range and movement. I feel I move pretty good at the moment, and a lot of my aches and pains, besides my hip, is uh, are pretty much gone. Is it mainly hips? Uh, I've I've had a, a nasty shoulder for a while and mm. a very vulnerable pec for a while as well. Um, and I get a bad right uh, left side of my back too because of my left hip. And the left hip and back is always going to be there to some degree, but I feel like they're doing better than they have for a long time. Well, that's exciting. But that two that 265 squat I did on Monday, I've only gone over a 230 kilo squat in sleeves twice in my life. Really? Yeah. So that was the third time. What was it? Two? 265. Not 310? Yeah, not, I thought it was 310. <laughs> not 310. <laughs> One of the plates was not as you think. <laughs> Learned that from Steve Wang. Yes. It was so good. Wait, you've only been over how much? Three times? Uh, 230, maybe 235. And that was 265? Call it, two, call it 240 because I'm not 100% sure, but I know for sure I haven't been over 240 more than twice. What made you think you could do 265? Like you did it, which was amazing. Oh, I reckon I could do it every day, any day of the week. It just hurts. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I, d- I never train in sleeves mm. beyond like 220 because mm. I know it hurts. But yeah, it was my deload week and I was just going to do like a triple at 180. I was like, oh, I'll do some singles. <laughs> I just kept going up. Like, we're feeling good. Wow. Who's uh who's the zero which zero coach has squatted the most in sleeves? Khan. What's Khan done in sleeves? He's done three hundred. Oh, has he? Yeah, he did two ninety for a double last week. Mm. Wow, in sleeves. Mm. Can't believe Toby did three ten. So pretty easy as was well. Was that in yeah. sleeves? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it was it was comfy too. It was deep. Mm. Yeah. And he, he deadlifted three thirty the other day. Did you hear how he did the three ten? Like two seventy, two eighty, two ninety, three hundred, three ten. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was only he did what did he do? Because 272 was his max. Yeah, he, he, did, he did 270 for a double like the other week or 272. Uh, so this week was meant to be singles and I think it was programmed at 280. Mm. And he did 280 and was like, that was easy. So he did 290, then he did 300, then he did 300. That's crazy. Yeah. What a beast. Mm. Um, so he's going to go big at Christmas Cup. Yeah, 800. I nice. said to him as a joke the other day, I was like, bro, you've totaled like 8.30 in training. That means you're going to be good for like 6.20 in comp. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, when I used to coach him, he did great in comps. Yeah? Yeah, it's the Southside method. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember yeah. I coached him for about a week? Yes. Then he became best friends with Daniel. Yep. Um, how much does it cost to maintain slash support a fit lifestyle? For those who say it's too hard, all right, cost, cost is never the factor. That's yeah. what I was going to say. When people there's say so much you can do for free, yeah, when people say it's too expensive, 
Like, what are they factoring in to make it too expensive? When I made that suggestion, I was more thinking if we actually tally up how much we spend, because it's realistic, because we don't do free stuff. We have subscriptions and memberships True. to things just to give people an idea because our totals might be completely different. Oh, curious to hear how much you pay for your gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's what, no, that's what I mean though. Like when people say it's too expensive, it's like uh, you have to do your groceries anyway. Yeah. Um, and like time commitment. Maybe there are people who think they don't have the time. No. Uh, I've, I always bring it back. Do you have an iPhone? Yes. You can afford it. Mm. Because none of us need phones with the capabilities that they have. Our phones are far more advanced than what, well, I shouldn't say none of us, but the vast majority of us do not use our phones to the capability they're designed to handle. But we get them because we're like, we need this. Mm. We prioritize it. It's what we need. And so if you see lifting or training or eating well or whatever you want to call it as what you need, you'll find the money for it. Mm. You find the money for everything that mm. you need. Uh, and so it's, it's just a shift in priority. I think the same applies to time as well. You'll find the time for something that's important to you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's 100% the same. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You've got enough time. If you've got enough time to go on Instagram, you've got enough time. I always think that like when I'm like, uh, when I'm fully into training and doing everything, I'm like, and I'm like, I got no time. It's like, well, if I can found 12 hours a week to do this other extracurricular stuff, I can definitely find time for mm. Something else. It's yeah. just, you, like you said, it's just not a priority, so you don't care. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But let's break it down cost wise. Gym membership plus coaching uh, gym membership from plus. zero. Uh, <laughs> so that's like, so that's, that should be the only uh, outgoing. Well, I mean, like, even gym membership, right? Gym membership, there's so many different options depending on what your budget actually is. Mm. And I mean, like, that's it's another perfect example. If powerlifting is a priority, you'll fork out the extra to train in a niche environment knowing that it's going to maximize your performance. Because ultimately, that's an investment, A, and B, it makes the road to your desired outcome cheaper. If you train in a shit place, if you don't get coaching, getting to where you want to go is going to take much longer. Double so you just time. you just spend more money. Mm. But it, it could range from, like, $10 a week if you mm. go to, like, a PCYC to, like... 75 if you're going to a fancy gym would you say yeah, well, yeah. we don't have them up here but like in melbourne they have super gyms mm. so like the when we were just down there we we hung out with brett warland uh and he was telling us about derrimit in oakley which is a new gym that's opened down there and it would be the size of like two or three world gyms combined wow. they have separate rooms that are just full to the brim of all these like designer gym brand equipment like the and the membership was like 200 dollars for 13 months like ridiculous, mm. absolutely ludicrous prices. Like mm. way less than $10 a week. It's like $4 a week or something. Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, is that math right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, five bucks, five bucks a week. Like crazy, crazy, crazy cheap. And there are gym memberships out here that exist like that. My brother goes to some like a uh, fancy gym uh, in Christchurch and they, <clears throat> it's like where all the corporate people go. Mm. And so the membership's real fucking expensive and it's real flash. And Is it like an Equinox or something? Um, Flex Fitness? Um, nah. Nah, like it's the kind of gym that like they've got a coffee machine in there. You can get a coffee. You yeah. can mm. like walk out, get like Coke, no sugar. And oh, really? Like it's like a health club. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. But um. And what about the food aspect? Like a lot of people say it's cheaper to buy, you know, 
takeaway food than go and get groceries. I know groceries are expensive, but in my experience, I spend a lot more on takeaway than I do on groceries. Nonsense. Mm. Groceries are way cheaper than eating out. And eating well with your groceries is not that much more expensive, if at all, than eating terribly. Yeah. So what when you're uh, in a surplus tombo, how many cows <laughs> when? <laughs> so I'd say you eat the most out of us. What would your grocery bill be just for you? I don't Meg probably eats the most out of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at the moment at I'm the least. I'm like two thousand four hundred calories a day. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, right. Not very much. <laughs> so how much does groceries cost you? Because you're always prepared. You've you've got every meal ready. Oh, I don't, it's hard to say. Because like my, my meal preps last me for like five days and then the other two days are kind of unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Well, you always get the same groceries on, on a Sunday. The vegetables, salad mix, two things of kangaroo mints. Always get chobani, always get juice, like the same thing. It would be like a similar figure. Yeah, it's hard to say. Somewhere between 100 and 120 a week. Well, that's what I was meaning. Every time I do the groceries, it's only like 100 bucks. But I could I could eat much cheaper than what I do. Mm. So like one of my life upgrades when I started doing a little bit better out of the gym is instead of buying the cheap tomatoes, I buy the, like the fancy Perino tomatoes. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have to buy them, but it's one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> do they taste better? Yeah, they're way better. Really? Yeah, and I buy fancy juice. What juice do you get? Nudie. Nudie. Oh, yeah, Byron Breeze. Byron Breeze. <laughs> the goat, goated flavour. In your fancy farmhouse milk. Yeah, that's not too expensive though. Oh. Maybe that's why I got no money because I already buy all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, do I, do I buy anything else fancy or not really? Everything else I buy is pretty cheap. I go to Flannery's and I've sp- spent 60 you bucks. You do not go to Flannery's. Oh, I'll go there to get like a fancy sauce and oh my. like some sauerkraut and that. Mm. Not every week, but. Yep. It's very heartbreaking when you walk out there like, wow, spent 70 bucks. Yeah, no, see, I can't do that. Mm. Meg can do that. I'll do that for, you know, like to get boulders and stuff to have. I used to, (laughs) I've said this before on the podcast, but I remember I used to be so embarrassed about getting Uber Eats to work because I'm like, fuck, I've spent fucking 30 bucks 100 bucks on one (laughs) Guzman burrito. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, fuck, this is so bad. Try no. to hide it before Thomas and we, gets in here. And we mentioned it the other day. You and CJ went through that food truck phase. Yeah, <laughs> on a Friday. That are was they, the good Are they CJ? still there? Nah. nah. It was so good. We'd spend like 30 bucks on like two pieces of fried chicken. What sort of food truck was it? They had different food trucks every week. They mixed it really? up. Mm. Me and CJ used to get it every Friday. Nice. It was the goods. Um... Okay, so if it was like 120 for groceries and that's pushing it and then a $15 membership, let's just say, what's that? 135 per week. And you have to eat, so it's almost yeah. like And then there's the one-offs like you got to buy if you're new to the gym, you have to buy some training gear, you know, got to get your leggings and your shirt and your sure. shoes and all of that, but mm-hmm. they'll last you a while. Yep. Yeah, but you can buy all that stuff from like Kmart or exactly. Big W for cheap as. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only stopped wearing Big W shorts like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I did. <laughs> it was an embarrassment to my gym. It's probably why it never took off. <laughs> well, it's probably not a money thing more than it is like a value thing. Mm. Yeah, so I'm a yeah. Cheap, cheapskate. No, I'm Correct. talking about like people who say that it's too expensive. Like oh. They don't think it's worth XYZ yeah, dollars. Yeah, exactly. They have the XYZ dollars. Mm. That's all it comes back to, for sure. Mm. For sure. Like if you if you're saying you can't afford it, but you drive 
drive a car that you've got a car loan on, you can afford it. You've mm. just prioritized other things. Mm. Well, I just think about like if I was to buy a camera versus if CJ was to buy a camera, he'd buy like a 20, he'd pick the fucking, you know, the $20,000 one versus I'd pick the $1,000 one. Because mm. mm. I don't know, it's priority. It's like, no, he sees the value in this one. For sure. Whereas I don't. I don't know how mm. to use that. Yeah. For sure. There's the risk as well. Like if you buy that camera, you're not going to get the most out of it. You don't know if you're 100% committed, whereas CJ knows he's 100% committed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If, I'm, if I'm doing something gym-related or health-related, I know I'm 100% committed. Yeah. I know there's an outcome that's going to come from it. I'm three cameras deep, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say, you only bought a camera like two years ago. <laughs> but that's my third one. So nice. I bought a um, – the first one was a Canon uh, – are they 60D? 600D. That was the first one I got. And that was when they were brand new. So I don't know, it was expensive. Nice. Then I bought a GoPro because I was like, I'm going to start filming like some footage. And then I used that once in Bali. And then I bought that uh, M50. And I think I've, I've used it a handful of times. Yeah. Mm. You, got, you got a little bit of mileage on it. <laughs> nice. Just a little bit. You should sell one, James. Nah, I might use it. <laughs> Legit. I actually, I'm like, I, I'm holding on to it. Okay. I might use it. <laughs> All right. Do we have any this or that's to finish off? I don't have this or... Oh, my phone's on the floor. Hold up. While you get that, how good are the new shirt designs? Everyone buy one. Very nice. It's a good colour. Is that the Coca-Cola design? No. I reckon the first script looked a bit more like Coca-Cola than this one. Someone said Aladdin, and now I can't get that out of my head. Oh, yeah, it is a bit Aladdin-esque. Yeah, Yeah, I I think it's like Aladdin. I thought it was meant to be retro. So the first one... It's the Dodgers script. Yeah, the yeah. first one was like a, a baseball theme. Mm. Oh. And then this is just a jazzed up version, right? There's no actual inspiration for this. It, it's just jazzed up. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't have this or that, but I just got a couple of questions for you. Wait, answer my question. What's the best biscuit in Australia? Tim Tam. Well, yeah, Tim Tam, but it's the salted caramel one. I had it for the first time two weeks ago. And what? Oh, it's, oh, it's not. Salted yes, it caramel. Is. Yes, it is. And I don't even like salted caramel. Oh, Bridget. No, it's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> All right, what's your favourite? The peanut butter ones were good when they the came. Double, oh, I haven't tried double the Double coated. Double coated is good. I'll give you that. Double coated yeah. is good. Yeah, no, A mellow puff? A what? They don't know what that is. Is that a kiwi thing? No, they're called like royal, royal crowns or something. Royal oh. crown, yeah. yeah it's okay. like got marshmallow and then a little bit of jam on the bottom or something. They're yeah. pretty good. They're yeah. the best. Did you used to yeah. smash it on your head? Yes. <laughs> smash I it on your head and then pick off the... I still do it for the start, for the nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. I do love okay. a mint slice as Let, well. Let's say mm. Tim Tams are ruled out because mm. I feel like that's pretty unanimously Australian. What's next? Mrs. Fields. Tunic. No, it's got to be supermarket. Oh, okay. Tun- uh, Tunnock's tea cake. What? Isn't that well, like UK? Yeah, but they have it at Coles. In the UK section? Yes. No, it doesn't count. Right. Auss- Aussie section. True blue. Aussie section. Scotch fingers, hands down. Yeah. No. Yuck. Good, but not you got to dip them in a cup of tea as well. When I was a kid, my nan used to call them share bickies because we were little, she'd break it in half. She's like, you can share. Nice. Yeah, so they're still share bickies. No sharing me. these days. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, Caramel crowns are pretty good Is that what they're called? Toffee pops Is that what they're called here? They are? Yeah, they're called caramel crowns here Yeah Yeah, New Zealand, they're toffee pops Yeah, they're real good um, I'm gonna t- All I got in my head is white chocolate Tim Tams mm. I don't think biscuits are very good in general They used to be better I think a different 
company you took eat over is cookies. You're eighty Co- percent cookie. Cookies oh, and not biscuits. Coles forty percent choc chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, that's a cookie, not mm. a biscuit. A biscuit is like mm. Arnott's factory. No, no, no. Co- cookies Arnott's. can <laughs> co- <laughs> cookies <laughs> cookies can fall into this category as oh, long as well they're in the biscuit section. Then what bridge? The Coles choc chip cookies. Oh, no. Yeah. Tom bro, cookie time. <laughs> ah, see, I don't think cookie time is actually that great. Really? Yeah. Is it Australian? No. Kiwi. Ah. Kiwi. I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit of a cookie time hater. Yeah. Not a hater. I just don't think they're amazing. Did you like bumper bars? I did. Now they are the fucking, they're the goods. What are those Kiwi bickies? They're like squiggles or something like that? Squiggles. Squiggle yeah. tops. Yeah. 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 No, squiggles. 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 Yes. They're not called yeah, squiggles. Yeah, I love those. Do you think wagon wheels are good? No. Yes. Mm. No. Big fan. Never liked a wagon wheel. Big fan. I like wagon wheels. I just like marshmallow and biscuits. Okay. Yeah. What about Shrewsberries? They don't have them here. Uh, when I was a kid, press the button. You used to do that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, they have them here, but they're called something different and they don't have the shapes. Shrewsberries are like, it's got the jelly thing with the little hole in the middle. Mm. Tiny teddies. Tiny teddies are good. Yeah. The hundreds and thousands one. Not a the honey biscuit. ones. No, it, is a biscuit. Biscuit. it is a biscuit. It is a biscuit. Yeah, yeah. A biscuit. yeah, yeah. but they, like when you're a kid, you either got them or chips. Like, nah. <laughs> what do you call them? I don't know. Yeah, they are a biscuit. But when someone goes, do you want a biscuit? And you say, yes. If you offered them a tiny titty, they'd be like, um, can I get a normal size one? Nah. Mm. Just me? You remember you. when they did the like the black and white ones? No. Yes. Yes. No. And it tasted like Milo. Yeah, they kind of, yeah. yeah, they had like a multi- Chocolate flavor. Yum. Back in the days. Yeah, no. All right, then. Uh, what about for Bridget? Does that then mean a Dunkaroo is a... Oh. Do you guys remember when Dunkaroos had the the hazelnuts in it? Because no one remembers. No. no. What do you mean, ha- had the hazelnuts? They had... So you had, like, the Dunkaroos and you had the chocolate, the dipping chocolate, and you had, like, hazelnuts, but then they got rid of the hazelnuts because a lot of kids couldn't couldn't have it because of allergies. No, no none of yeah. us were around. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I knew you were going to – I walked right into that one. Huh? All right. Hey, let's continue this. Worst playground snack. Feel free to weigh in, CJ, because I know the answer to this hands down. Worst playground snack. Like think what gets put in lunch boxes that are like – Champions of lunch boxes, things like roll-ups. Can't go mm. wrong with a roll-up. What's the thing. worst thing? That yogurt thing, and there was the army yogurt head. What? <laughs> the yogurt thing, and it, they were like in sticks. And the ad was this little yogurt guy with sunglasses on. Oh my gosh! Tell me, you guys oh, know what I'm know. talking no. about? Remember, James and I won't get the really young ones. Oh, I'm I'm just imagining Gaviscon when you say that. Like with no. the little fire hydrant guys <laughs> clearing up people's indigestion. <laughs> Worst playground snack, hands down, is Lee Snack. No. no. Yeah, that's that's terrible. No. You no. Should, it's making a mockery of French. You should <laughs> love it. Oh. The no, snacks are the it. worst. Nasty little fake cream cheese. Yuck. My mum used to give me those mini packets of sultanas. I hated those. Oh, oh raisins. Yeah. They were the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And the, like, the little boxes. Yeah, the yeah. sun-made, the red boxes. Yeah. You know, that's a nightmare. No, I didn't like those. Yeah, no. Not on my watch. She used to give me diff- all these different variations of sultanas. Yogurt-covered sultanas. <laughs> Man, imagine, imagine taking something terrible and being like, yeah, let's add something let's worse to it. Oh, I remember when I'd y- I was younger, I'd go to my uncle's house. He never had chocolate, and he always had carob. 
Oh, <laughs> yuck. Yeah. There was one kid in my class who couldn't eat chocolate. He could. He had lots of allergies or something, and his mum used to drop off this block of carob and give it to the teacher to give him at lunchtime. And then oh. we tried some of it, thinking it was chocolate. It was horrible. Yuck. Well, what's your what's your thing? What's your question, Gidge? Oh. All right. If you could find out the truth about one unsolved mystery or conspiracy theory, which one would you choose? Nine eleven. Same. Easy. Hundred percent. Nine eleven. I like how you got my my mind went straight to who killed Tupac. <laughs> yeah, there Haven't you go. they worked that out? Yeah, they kind of have. Yeah, Isn't wasn't that really recently? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wait, so the guy that confessed, did he actually do it or is this just to get publicity or something? No, he won't I think he won't say who did it, who was in the car. Okay. Mm, I think. So they still don't know who did it. Yeah, but that's just where my my mind went. Well there you go. That's yours. Meg. That's fair. Um, well, I would have said that too, but I guess I'll say that plane that went missing. Uh, oh, the uh, MH. MH370. Mm. 380? 370. 370. Or Bermuda Triangle. That's not a mystery. <laughs> it's not? What's the mystery about? Oh, you mean all the mysteries that have happened yeah. in yeah. the Bermuda? Like, is it a I'm still scared of that. <laughs> I think it was Gogut. Did you remember that? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Show, show me a picture. Like little tubes oh, of yogurt. I kind of remember, but maybe not so much. How come they all taught us so much about the Bermuda Triangle when we were kids? Like, <laughs> I don't and another thing that I thought I was going to have to worry about a lot as an adult is quicksand. We spoke about this last week. No, well, I wasn't here last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> quicksand. Yeah. What's another one? We'll listen to the episode when it comes out. Okay. <laughs> we, we spoke about quicksand. Oh. It's like one of these things that we're like taught to be so afraid of that yeah. you never actually encounter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, no, I'm just thinking of fucking, what are those prickles at school? Bindies. What do you call them in New Zealand? We didn't call them bindies. What do we call them in New Zealand? We call them burrs. Burrs. Mm. I don't even know. Yeah, so I, don't remember. I, I just remember a stinging nettle. So That's... I'm, I'm really scared of walking through the bushes. Yeah, stinging needle. That's what we called it. Because yeah. I lived on a celery farm for a little while and there was tons of it and you'd get messed up. Is that the same as Bindi's? No. Nah. Nah, so sting, stinging needle is more like poison ivy but not quite as yeah. savage. Bindi's are kind of like the triangle ones with like two points at the end, right? Is that what you're talking about? They stick into your foot. Mm. Do you guys have in New Zealand, uh, here they're called catheads, but you only really find them like out in the bush and they're like... Really hard and like got like ten spikes on them. Oh, they're like the worst of all the burrs. No, yeah, they're horrible. Nasty. All right, what? one more question. What did you want to be when you were little, and would you still want to be that now as an adult? I don't want to own a dairy. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Do you mean like a corner store or like a dairy farm? No, no, no a corner oh. store. What are they called dairies here? Like it's a convenience store. Convenience store. Oh, convenience yeah. store. Or a corner store. Corner store. Yeah. 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 No, I, I do not want to own a dairy now. Yeah. I'm Get good. Cute. Robbed. <laughs> I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer. Oh. <laughs> when you were little? Yeah. Like wow. seven years old. Wow. You, up, you, up until I was about 15. Yeah. Yeah. I went but, to an engineering day in high school and I was like, this is the most boring day of my life. <laughs> when you were seven, you knew that word? Aeronautical engineer? A smart kid. My mum taught me. He knew the uni course and exact, exactly what he wanted to do. <laughs> I remember distinctly, this is one of the earliest memories I've, I had. I was in kindergarten 
And I remember because I had shat my pants at kindergarten <laughs> really bad. I distinctly remember shitting my pants and then they changed me and put me in these like weird fluffy undies. So I was wearing these weird fluffy undies and I ended up at some kid's house <laughs> and they had all these they had all these books of planes and I was looking through these books of planes and I became obsessed with planes. Yeah. Okay. And I was obsessed with planes up until I was like 15 years old. You know, I studied engineering for a year, right? Yeah, and I didn't. I pulled out like real early. Nice. And then, yeah, I still got charged for a whole year. Oh, and no. Instead of my parents being like, "Hey, here's the bill," my parents paid it and then just fucking berated me. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. I wanted to be a teacher. Nice. Really? Well, you kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. You're an educator. I guess so. Maybe yeah. just not like the more official kind. Mm. Would you say a strength and wellness educator? Mm. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. I wanted to be a guitarist in a heavy metal band, and I would still love to do that now. Nice. Sorry for holding you back. <laughs> I can't play guitar. So Learn. I know. we got a guitar at home. You can borrow it. I have a guitar at home. I really can't give you that guitar. It's not mine to give. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm now a calibrated steel relocation specialist. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Mm. Speaking of which, I want to move the deadlift platforms. We'll talk about that later. Ooh, oh, I've retired. Because no. <laughs> your dad's really good at guitar, right? Yeah, my yeah. dad and my brother. Nice. Both of them. I really liked when the deadlift platforms were over here. Yeah, they're not going over there. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the gym used to look like. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.